0: this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror podcast for a broader look on business with senior editor, Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look podcast. Today we podcast the Broader Look story titled, Amid Pandemic, Pinais Prevail Pound Philippine Pavement for Progress. The story was written by Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario and was published on May 27, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for "broader Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. They saw Maria Clara. Mm -hmm. And the marketing agency said she is no longer the woman Jose Rizal embodied in his opus. Noli metangere. Owing to those whose blood drenched the road to freedom, today's women now have a choice go to school or not, vote or boycott, bear children or not, and run for office or against officials. Maria Clara used to simply accept her fate. A recent study by Wonderman Thompson LLC said Today, the Filipina's actions are driven by her own motivations. The study, titled The Modern Filipina, said, She takes charge of her life and she feels proud to be herself. Generally, according to the study, the modern Filipina shares the same goal as their male counterparts, financial independence. Based on the findings of the recent study, financial independence is among the top priorities of 24% of women aged between 16 years old and 24 years old or members of the Generation Z. 34% are 25 to 44 years old or the millennials. Financial independence is among the top priority of 35% of women age 45 to 54 years old or the Gen X. Financial independence is also among the top priorities of 40% of women age over 54 years old or the boomers. While this is the priority, women admitted that saving money is among the most challenging for them along with managing expectations and their own stress. This has been observed specifically during the pandemic when the whole world was forced to stay at home. Nonetheless, the resolve of the modern Filipina is strong. Her confidence in herself and abilities is stronger as 94% of the respondents show they are certain they will be able to achieve their goals. The data showed 84% of respondents believe that Filipino women are more capable than what is expected from their gender. As she continues to struggle against challenges both old and new, she evolves to thrive despite the rapid changes in our time while holding fast to the values and beliefs that define her as a Filipina, Wonder Man Thompson Philippines study said. Filipinas believe that their gender gives them power to succeed in whatever they set out to do as mothers, daughters, citizens, and career women, it added. The study by Wonderman Thompson, Philippines, showed that while there are similarities between Maria Clara and the modern Filipina, the differences are significant. For one, the majority of Filipino women today, about 90% of respondents, said they strongly believe that education is a necessity in today's world. Some 84% believe that their parents prioritize their education even as children. These are supported by official government statistics. Based on data from the Philippine Statistics Authority, functional literacy is higher among females at 92.9% versus the 90.2% recorded in the 2019 Functional Literacy, Education, and Mass Media Survey, or FLEMS. The same is true for basic literacy, where about 97% of women have basic literacy compared to only nearly 96% among males. While there are more males than females whose highest educational attainment are elementary undergraduates and graduates, as well as junior high undergraduates and graduates, by the time they reach senior high and higher levels of learning, there are more females. There are more females who graduated from college at nearly 14% compared to only nearly 10% of male students. The FLEM survey revealed the courses chosen by Filipinas also support their desire to be financially independent. Based on data from the Commission on Higher Education, or CHED, for school year 2019-2020, to 2020, The most common field of study of those enrolled in college is business administration. Based on CHED data for school year 2018 and 2019, other popular courses among females are education science and teacher training, engineering and technology, IT-related disciplines, and medical and allied courses. Choosing these courses, Wonderman Thompson Philippines data showed were not influenced by their parents. Some 52% of respondents chose their course because they were interested in the topic. A third or 33% said they felt the course would help them get a suitable job while 29% of respondents said they chose their course because they know it will help them make money while another 29% said their course would lead them to a specific job or career. More Filipino women choose their college courses considering their own interests as well as the future career it may lead to over their parents' preferences, Wonderman Thompson, Philippine study revealed. Majority of the Filipinas surveyed want to see more women studying STEM, seeing that there is a real need for more people in fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. For results, sheltered Maria Clara work was inconceivable even taboo. But today's Filipina is bold and committed to carving out a niche for her talents and skills. She is determined to be a career woman not out of arrogance but to provide herself agency and support a future family. Being able to work and support themselves allow more Filipinas to have a say in the family's finances and are now more confident in their financial know-how, the Wonderman Thompson study noted having their own money also gives them the freedom and affords them guiltless joy to reap the fruits of their hard work the study added based on the philippine statistics authority data despite the desire of filipinas to work the labor force participation of females in the country was fifty three point one percent in march twenty twenty one compared to nearly seventy seven percent of males during the period many women who are in the labor force around seven point eight percent are unemployed and another 13.4% are underemployed. Some 92.2% of women in the labor force are employed. However, Filipinas seem to carry an entrepreneurial spirit. As of December 2020, Philippine Statistics Authority data showed more women registered their own businesses compared to men. Over half a million or nearly 521,000 new business registrations were owned by women. In terms of business name renewal, nearly 40,000 are women-owned, also higher than their male counterparts. Women are also doing better than men in the Philippines, particularly when poverty is considered. Based on the 2018 poverty statistics, the poverty incidence among women is slightly lower at 16.6% compared to men at 16.8%. This may be due to the occupation held by women who are working in the service and sales sector while men are engaged in elementary occupations that receive lower pay. Government statisticians said that the Filipina in 2021 has more agency to decide on what she will do with her life, both in the pursuit of a fulfilling career or the creation of her family. She owns her spirituality, her body, and her finances, Wunderman Thompson Philippines study said. She also sees it as her responsibility to help other Filipinas do the same, the study added. This may be the reason many Filipino women prefer to delay marriage and having children. Wonderman Thompson Philippines data showed more women, or 27%, are deciding to marry and have children later compared to the 23% recorded in 2017. Further, the data showed there is now a little more openness to pursue a child-free life. Based on the results, some 12% of respondents do not have plans to have kids, higher compared to the 8% recorded in 2017. The data also showed that 24% are not sure if they will have children or might have kids when they are older, while 28% said they don't want to have children so they can focus on their career. Data also showed 22% said they would rather spend their time doing things like traveling, while 11% said they do not personally want to have children. Despite this, Filipinas believe they haven't lost their family-oriented nature. Around 79% of respondents believe this makes them unique. Meanwhile, success for Gen Z Filipinas means having a career related to their passions and interests and taking care of their family. For millennials, these are good health, happiness, and taking care of their families. For Filipinas-considered members of the Gen X, success means financial independence, raising healthy and happy children, and taking care of their families. For boomers, maintaining strong connections with family and friends. Government data showed that in 2019, about one in every three married women between the ages of 25 and 29 years old, in which men and women comprised 36.5% and 36.2%, respectively, of the total number of recorded marriages. Over 20% of women aged 20 and 24 also married in 2019. Less than 20% of women married between 30 and 34 years old while less than 10% married between 35 and 39 years old and 40 and 44 years old. Less than 5% of women married between 45 and 49 years old, 50 and 54 years old 55 and 59 years old, and 60 and over. Despite this openness to delay marriage or being child-free, Filipino women still believe that taking care and being with their families are indicative of a life well-lived, Wonderman Thompson Philippines said. Despite the importance afforded by women and their families to their education and welfare, the Commission on Population and Development, or POPCOM, believe it is the lack of education and poverty that cause thousands of teenagers to become pregnant and significantly reduce their chances for a good life. Under Secretary for Population and Development, Juan Antonio Perez III, told the Business Mirror that social determinants like poverty, poor education status of mothers or of the teens, cultural beliefs, and geography— all lead to poor health-seeking behavior and choices made by mothers. Official government data showed babies born to adolescent mothers, those younger than 20 years old, reached 180,916 and was more than three times of babies sired by adolescent fathers at 52,734. This is based on the 2019 birth statistics only released in January 2021. The Philippine Statistics Authority data also showed that high-risk age of pregnancy covering the age group 17 years old and younger accounted for 3.7% of births, and notably 35 years old and over accounting for 15.8%. Childbearing in these age groups, the Philippine Statistics Authority said, is more likely to have complications during pregnancy and labor that may result in higher morbidity and mortality to both mother and child. About 10.7% of the births in 2019 were to mothers age 15 to 19 years old, while around 16% were to mothers 35 years old and over. Moreover, the adolescent birth rate or the number of births to women ages 15 to 19 per 1,000 women in that age group was 34 per 1,000 women in 2019. The career and financial stability goals of women become more complicated with the birth of a child, especially when a child is born out of wedlock. Nearly a million, or 917,242 births, representing 54.8% of all births in 2019, included children who were considered illegitimate. Of the roughly 62,000 births from mothers age 10 to 17, nearly 27,000 were sired by fathers age 20 to 29 years old. This includes the birth of a child born of a 10-year-old and 11-year-old mother. Based on the data shared by Perez, another 11-year-old gave birth to a child sired by a 52-year-old, 14-year-old mother gave birth to a child sired by a 61-year-old, two 15-year-olds giving birth to children sired by a 62-year-old and 76-year-old and two 16-year-olds giving birth to children sired by a 73-year-old and another one by an over 80-year-old. The Philippine Statistics Authority data also showed that of the 62,341 births, some 16,694 were sired by fathers who are between 15 to 19 years old while another 16,371 births did not state the age of the father. Many of them are probably cases of abuse, most likely, Perez told the business mayor. The Popcom earlier disclosed that the Philippines, as a country currently under community quarantines, has witnessed the health crisis greatly bearing down on young people's sexual and reproductive health. The 2020 study of the University of the Philippines and the United Nations Population Fund revealed a 42% increase in unintended pregnancies and a 67% hike in unmet need for family planning among Filipino women. From these numbers, Popcom said more than 1 out of 10 are still in their teens. Perez noted that the isolation and physical distancing measures stemming from the pandemic's safety protocols may be limiting the capacity of the youth to exercise their rights, which may eventually lead to their discrimination and exclusion from decision-making processes. Perez said, These adolescents have no decision-making power, economic independence, autonomy, and are considered by many countries as powerless. They face greater risk of repeat pregnancies and are vulnerable to gender-based violence as well as intergenerational poverty during and as a result of their early childbearing, Perez added. Young people need to have access to safe, trusted, and reliable information integrated into services ensuring health, protection, and psychosocial support, Perez said. The UN Population Fund of the Philippines launched last April the Silayan Report a gender and inclusion assessment of the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. The UN Population Fund and its partners conducted the qualitative study at the height of the enhanced community quarantine period, with nearly 1,000 remote interviews with respondents from the most marginalized communities. Results from the interviews show that the circumstances of women respondents were worse off than before the pandemic. Data showed there was a higher domestic care work were the median time spent on chores among the respondents increased to 4 to 5 hours a day, from 3 hours to 4 hours a day. The report also stated that 35% of respondents mentioned COVID-19 interventions had a negative impact on their livelihood and or employment, and 49% of women respondents mentioned that the government assistance they received was inadequate to meet their daily needs. The Silayn report also noted that internally displaced women in evacuation centers, women with disabilities, and the urban poor usually had worse experiences during the pandemic. They suffered from worsening mental health issues, some reporting suicidal ideation, the pressure to engage in prostitution, and initiating the first-ever mendicancy. According to Perez. Allowing women to have what they need and want in life would require a holistic approach in terms of policy. This is especially the case when it comes to the future of the Philippine economy, of which women are a crucial part. Perez said the employment of women and young people is one of the issues that the government needs to prioritize. Perez said while 64% of the population of working-age Filipinos are in the labor force, less than half are women. Unfortunately, Perez said, the trend is declining when it comes to women's participation in the workforce. He added there is also little progress on employment opportunities for young people under 25 who have highest unemployment. This includes young Filipinas who are looking for opportunities to help their families. Further, ensuring that women also have control over their bodies means making family planning methods available. This will prevent not only teenage pregnancies but also unintended pregnancies that lead to more children to support. This is part of the country's effort to reap the demographic dividend, Perez said. The demographic dividend is reaped when the working-age population is growing faster than the number of dependents, having a skilled workforce, and decent employment opportunities through a steady stream of local and foreign investments. Reaping the demographic dividend can take as long as 20 years to even 50 years, depending on the country. Countries in East Asia, like Thailand, which entered the demographic transition in the mid-1990s, are still reaping the demographic dividend. The demographic dividend is also responsible for explaining at least a third of the economic growth achieved by these countries in the past few decades. The large workforce will still be there beyond 2030, Perez said. It is not merely the tyranny of numbers, but how the Philippines deal with social determinants to make the numbers work in its favor. However, slowing down the fertility rate of the country to the replacement rate should not be the end goal and some balance should be sought, Perez said. Perez said that population growth is expected to stabilize at 1.06% by the year 2025. That is why the population policy of this country should be responsive to its needs. According to Perez, this is the reason the POPCOM is studying the situation of older people and they are drafting a new policy on population beyond 2025, looking at the demographic scenario. According to Perez, the Philippines should work for optimal childbearing during the most ideal period physiologically and avoid too early and too late childbearing Young people can then be fully productive economically and manage their fertility, Perez said. Family planning thus will be more geared to family development rather than fertility reduction.